I got into that because relationships and people. At this first time, I had somebody who was willing to take me on and be a mentor to me. If you're part of an insurance, you know how to read a contract. Remember, I was that kid who I was gravitating towards that bi-weekly check all the time. Things weren't going the way I wanted it to go. So I can either keep pounding my head. You only have one lifetime, but you get to live every day. that sold his sports career so that was one career path he had for a bit what did you learn from it what were the, the biggest challenges you had and why did you move on into a different different area um sports career was uh, fascinating i got into that because relationships and people and then you realize that um you had similar backgrounds common interests and stuff like that and this first time i had somebody who was willing to take me on and be a mentor to me. And he says, hey, you're a Western Pennsylvania kid. I'm from Western Pennsylvania. You went to Penn State. That was a good, I went to Penn State. And your first job was insurance. And my first job was in insurance. And it was like, hmm. and he was like, and I know, I know if you're part of an insurance, you know how to read a contract. It's like, absolutely. Hmm. So because of that mentoring and that, that relationship that we had and we had so so many similar background he said you know what forget that financial planning stuff why don't you think about becoming a sports agent i was like sports agent who does that like you right. know what it's I mean? kind of random kind of random kinda yeah. random <clears throat> yeah yeah and it came at a good time where i knew i wasn't liking the position cuz this this came about year 15 when I was like really trying to do something else within um, the insurance and it wasn't working out, I kept hitting my head. And then this opportunity came, I said, you know what, let's, let's, let's work that out. So basically what they did, he mentored and sponsored me, um, my exams and everything that it took to get into sports at that time, you know, because there was a, there's a lot of financial um, components to it, especially at the very beginning. You know, as everything is, there's there's things that filter certain individuals out of situations just financially that everybody can't mm -hmm. afford. That you know, he was willing to take on a cost and take on the chance of trying to hire me, and that's kind of what led me into that situation. And that's where I started learning more. Where my ideas with insurance and how agents, like insurance agents, got paid on on property and casualty and then the renewal aspect, then mm. it was easy for me to understand how sports agents got paid because one, it was a whole different situation when it comes to, you know, you, the work is done up front, but then you get paid multiple years in the future. Now, mm. what was shocking is the fact that you may only get one check. So I'm changing careers. I'm going from a bi-weekly situation to where yeah. now I'm getting all my money at one point in time of the year. And I got to remember, hey, this has to last the whole year, right? Yeah. So yeah. you're really starting to change how you view money, what you feel about <clears throat> investing, how you, you know, you break up things. Because remember, I was that kid who 
I was gravitating towards that bi-weekly check all the time. And yeah. now I'm taking a giant leap, right? I'm, I'm mm-hmm. totally from no more. I'm, I'm totally into the sales arena of things. And mm-hmm. you're getting one check and you just, you know, and you have a, you have a family and you have obligations that you need to met. That, that student loan was still knocking in, right? So right. I had to make sure that one check lasts through the course of the year. But good thing with my, my background and my my financial uh, teaching, my you know I had pretty I had really good financial literacy, so I was able to adapt as much as I could to right. to handle those obligations, even though I was only making a lump sum of money, and then I had to figure out how to carry it throughout the year until my next mm. lump sum came. Right, right. You know what's interesting is I listen to your story. You went from following the typical path. You went to college, um, left college, went to corporate America, did your thing there. Uh, fortunately, you had the skill set to pivot once you realized, ah, this is not working out the way I wanted it to. Um, so you hit that fork in the road, you made your pivot, got into another industry, uh, did well there, um, worked in sports, and and now you're kind of working uh, as you know your own entrepreneur, investing in, in, in all different types of things. From what it sounds like, it, you're fortunate in that it, it's clear to me you have a large set of skills, right, that have allowed you to make these uh, pivots when needed. So if you think back about that, right. What advice would you give to your 16-year-old self, or any 16-year-old for that matter, to allow them to be as nimble as you've been throughout your career? And then after that, I'm passing back to Kevin here. You know, that's 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 a very good question. I, I really never thought of it that way. I, I thought of I've always thought that me being flexible became because of obstruction. Things weren't going the way I wanted it to go. So I can either keep pounding my head or I had to make a change. But I know where I currently was, I didn't like. Um, So I don't know. It always became out of a need for me. Looking back at it, I feel like I was very conservative. I was very in the box thinking. I was very limited. I think the biggest hurdle was getting out of that box and really looking at the opportunities that that may come and not just, you know, 30 years loyalty to one company, you know, that there's other things out here you can do. But I, I think it really came down to my own happiness. Uh, you know, as much as I love my tenure in corporate America, I learned a lot. I, I never give it back, right? There was a point I just wasn't happy anymore. And there, there, was, a, there was a point where – you know, if you're going to work and you don't like what you're doing anymore, and I know this sounds so cliche, everybody says it, but you only have one lifetime, but you get to live every day, right? Everybody makes it like, oh, you only live once. No, you get every day you wake up, you get you're getting to live. So what that does is it gives you the opportunity to pivot every day. That whatever happened yesterday is now gone, and you have a new start on life again that next morning because all you have to do is change your mind. And once you change your mind, then that will set you down a different pathway to help you accomplish what you feel like you want to accomplish. 
So I think I had I had times where I set I set my mind, I'm gonna make a change. You know? And when I left sports, that was another situation. I left sports this, I, I was the we were going through a collective bargaining agreement at the time, the mm-hmm. NFL was. They were changing the um the pay structures when it comes to the agents. You know, I found myself in a situation where my wife was pregnant. I'm on a flight coming from Phoenix because uh, my sports agency was out of, that was our home office is in um, Scottsdale, Arizona. And I'm sitting there and I was like, okay, what am I going to do next? Because I'm about to have a child. I spent 10 years on a road flying mm. around the country, mm. watching kids play sports and doing all kind of other things. But now my wife is pregnant and I want to be around for my son. So mm. I can't continue this travel. So what am I going to do? So that four hours from uh, Arizona back to Pittsburgh, I wrote my business plan for my next thing. That was my pivot. And I sat there on the notes on your on my iPhone, and I just sat there and I wrote out, okay, what do I want to do? How am I going to do it? What are, you know, what are the positive things that could come out of this? And I just sat mm. there, and I wrote my full business plan. And mm. when I got off the plane, the next day I contacted somebody who was in that industry. And at that time, he was the biggest, he was the biggest landlord I knew. He had over, like, 600 units. And I, wow. and I contacted him. I said, hey, look, I think I want to start buying real estate, but I know nothing mm-hmm. about this. And I, I, I asked him to go to lunch with me. I bought him lunch, and I said, here's my business plan. He mm-hmm. sat there for like 20 minutes and read my business plan on my phone. And he said, man, your business plan is a lot better than mine. I said, okay. what? He's like, yeah. He's like, I think you do great. You know, I would have never thought of this. So that was my pivot because, again, the economics of the sports was changing. I didn't want to have a, a – I, I wanted to see my son grow up and not be a, a way dad, even though sports – it was important to me. That was my career. That was what I was doing. That was how we were making our money. Mm-hmm. And I knew I needed to get into something else, but I was so free. And I didn't see myself coming back into another office. Mm. So I had to basically develop my own job to have all my wants, which is the freedom of my time, to be able to travel mm. when I wanted to ha- travel. To I understood that that residual income component because my last two careers helped me understand that and why mm. that was important. Um, you know, and I had to understand that I wanted the quality of living myself to where. I love what I don't what I what I what I do every day, and not feel pigeonholed into doing something because you have to. And that was my pivot, and I, I started my uh, real estate company at that point. 